Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, Halloween or bust, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, it's our Halloween uh, special, obviously. We're going to be doing top five horror films, our slasher Mount Rushmore, and we've got our spooky spinning the racks. I am your host, Michael Dolce, in costume, and as always, regardless of the fact that uh, we are in undisclosed secret locations, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How you doing, sir? Uh, good evening. Are you, uh, what are you wearing? What's your costume? Oh, my costume, if you're looking at the feed, which is on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, I may or may not have just pulled off my my son's, my three-year-old son's costume, and I'm wearing a spooky, spectacular, and quite awesome hat. It's a fire hat. I got a Captain America shirt. I don't know what I am, but I didn't want to leave you out, Hassan, because we're, we're uh, calling in from different locations today. We're actually doing the show remotely today. Um, I didn't want to leave you without a costume either, so bam, your photo. You have a you have a you have actually probably the best costume out of all of us. So if you go to secretsofthesire.com and then go uh, share our wonderful video, you will see Hassan in costume uh, right now. All right, we had a great show, uh, a lot of fun. I mean, look, we're you know we get to do a Halloween show of all things, so I think there's no better. Uh, topic on a Halloween show than to talk horror films. I mean, we've got one out right now in Halloween. It's doing gangbusters out there. Um, and just in general, the horror genre, and Hassan, if you would agree, um, is as strong as ever in terms of fan response, in terms of just, I don't know, overall reception. What would what do you think? I agree with that. I agree. It's, it's a pretty big uh, industry. Going all the way back to... Um I think I think uh, what was it the um, oh paranoid paranoid activity or para paranormal paranormal activity was paranormal yep paranormal activity which was a couple of like what six seven years ago and it's been on a it's been on an upward trend ever since yeah I agree I mean paranormal the conjuring um, you know. Um, you know, a couple of years where there's nothing there, and then there's a, then there's tons of years where it's just like, boom. You know, people get inspired and they go on this on this uh, creepy, creepy wave. I remember like when The Ring came out, and you know that was right around the time. Not the same amount of time, but Blair Witch was out and Grudge. You know, things like that, where all of a sudden it was it was um, you know just just this wave. And then obviously in the '80s you had Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth, and you know that was on the heels of Halloween in in the in the late '70s. So there's there just like seems to come up these these pockets of uh, of just goodness, and uh, and 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 so that's it. I mean, it's you know you can't you can't beat it. And I think I think you know with Halloween in theaters right now, you know we're right we're we're it's never been stronger. So I thought it'd be fun, you know, a fun fun idea would be to um, do a Mount Rushmore of serial killer slashers, right? And I actually posted this, and I thought this was actually interesting. We were going to do something a little different, and we're still going to do kind of similar to what I was originally thinking. Um, but I was thinking we would do a, you know, just comparing, like, the slasher guys, right, and who's the best and whatever. I mean, people have done that before. The immediate answer was... We're going to do um, Freddy. Uh, we're going to do Jason. 
Uh, we're going to do, you know, who else? Um, Michael Myers, right? I mean, those are, the, those are the big three, right? Then I thought, okay, what if, you know, who's that fourth one, though? Because, you know, I like to do, like, a little bracket style. And that question of, like, who's the fourth, like, killer, you know? Who's the fourth, like, iconic killer? And then so I threw it up on Facebook, which I always do. Um, and in my head, I'm kind of thinking, okay, it's going to be from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's going to be the guy, right? That's going to be, it's going to be Leatherface. Um, it's going to be, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know, like, yeah. That, that was kind of who I was leaning. And then I was thinking, well, maybe maybe the ghost face from Scream, maybe he's the iconic guy. And we got all these different responses. So I thought it would actually be really fun tonight to do a Mount Rushmore. And, and again, I think we can agree on, on the three most iconic. And that's, and okay, that's something we need to understand too, right? Ground rules. Um, I want iconic villains here, okay? Uh, you actually chimed in and said Candyman. Explain to the audience who Candyman is. Uh, Candyman was a, I think there were two of them, either two or three of them. There were movies with, uh, the, the actor Tony Todd, who had played a, I don't know, an ex-slave or something like that, who had been murdered by, you know, slavers. And, um, he, he could only <laughs> come back, but he was, he was, he was like betrayed or something like that. Something, something weird happened where he was betrayed. So because of that caveat of him being him being uh, wrongfully killed. He was able to come back whenever you said his name five times in the mirror, and he would just show up and kill you. Uh, or mm-hmm. he would say your name, you would say his name five times in the mirror, he would show up, he would try to kill you. If you got away from him, then he would keep trying to kill you. And and that was, uh, that was Candyman. I think there were two of them. I know of two of them. I know there's more than one. I know there's two. I don't know if there's any more after that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so I, I think, think that fit in because you know this uh, you know the racial solidarity because Candyman was black. <laughs> yeah. But I, I honestly, I honestly think that the genuine contenders for the fourth head would probably have to be between leather, leatherneck, leatherhead, leatherface. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Leatherneck, leatherface, or Chucky. And I would probably, if you want my my bid for who the fourth head would be, me personally. So are we at that part yet? Sure. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Um, yeah, we're, then, then I would say it would be Chucky over Leather Leatherface. Now, David Rosenberg, who chimed in on our Facebook feed, thinks that's blasphemous not to have Leatherface. He said it's, a, it's an easy one, but I don't think it is. I think Chucky is, is, is a good candidate, right? Um... Who's the guy from Hellraiser? What's his name? Uh, Pinhead. Pinhead was also nominated. People really, really kind of dug um, Pinhead. So let, let's look at it this way, too. All right, if we... And then I think Ghostface would be a fourth contender, right? From Scream, because I think there was a... Like, if we had a rank, how do, you, how do we do it, right? Number of movies? Would we say number of movies gives it gives you... Entrance into this game a little bit, right? Oh, one, two, three, four. I think five. I think it was Chucky. One, the Child's Play one, two, and three, and then I think it was Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, which was uh, 
So no Chucky or Child of Chucky. I forgot the last one. I forgot what that, but I think there's five. I think there was. I think there was. And I think there was a revival of Chucky recently too, though, right? Yeah, Chucky's Chucky's uh, uh Chucky's earned himself a place in the in the pantheon. He's he's a he's a well respected uh player in that particular game. Yeah, I would say so. I would say he definitely uh he's definitely up there as well too. Um Ghostface, I mean you had you had at least 3, right? With 3 3 if you don't have a trilogy, you're out of this game, right? Right. All right. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's three of those as well, too. So I think I think Leatherface is still in there. Um, okay. Trying to think who else is who else is the Mount Rushmore candidate. So we have those three. Um, Pinhead. I, what's the deal with Hellraiser? Do you even know? I don't even know. Like Hellraiser to me is like it's just beyond. Like I, you know, it's funny. I could I could pinpoint that guy, but I, I but I couldn't tell you. I think there were five Hellraisers. All right, then I guess I guess it definitely counts then, um, because I, I I don't I don't think there's another. Um, all right, so five Hellraisers, yeah. I mean, I guess you have to kind of count them then, don't you? There's no question. You have to, but I mean, it depends on what you're talking about, because you know, whereas uh, I mean, and, and he would he would fit in kind of close with Freddy, but Freddy was more of a mm-hmm. slasher, like like. Pinhead would always kind of set you up, or kind of, you know, put you in a position where you would you would you would get yourself into trouble. But he doesn't have a body count. Like he didn't he didn't kill a lot of people on his yeah. own. You know, like you know he had there there were there were circumstances. You know, where sure. Freddy would set out to you know every time you fell asleep he would try to kill you. So he he fits in right. there with Jason and Michael Meyer. Hmm. And as Chucky said once in one movie, when his son asked, why do you kill people? He said, because it relaxes me. So <laughs> Chucky is also a genuine killer in, this, in, the, in that standing. So that's why we kind of rule Pinhead out. Pinhead is iconic, but I don't know if he fits in, in, on that particular Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I think, I think, that's, I think we could rule Hellraiser out for that exact reason. Um, Leatherface to me, I mean, have you seen, I mean, you see the photos I posted this today though? I mean, it's a scary looking dude. He's had a bunch of remakes done too. So he's an iconic kind of guy. Chucky, the, the one thing against Chucky is that he's a doll. I mean, I don't know if that should count or not count against it. I mean, do we, do we just count, you know, iconic bad guys being guys as opposed to like possessed spirits do you know what i mean or or something or inanimate objects that are possessed like what do we what do we think i mean are we gonna parse i don't know i mean look it's our show we get to do whatever we want right <laughs> i say i say chucky chucky uh, should be counted i say he counts even though he's not a guy yeah. who's more recognizable i see this is tough right that's a tough one because I couldn't tell you what Leatherface looks like, but if I see a guy wielding a chainsaw, I immediately think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, that being said, I see Chucky. I know it's Chucky. No. The problem, it's Jason. You see that ski mask, you automatically think Jason. 
you think Jason. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, well, Michael Myers has a William Shatner mask, a kind of nondescript mask. I mean, you, yeah. you, but you don't often come across that mask unless you're actually dealing with Michael Myers. Same with Ghostface. But if you just yeah. happen to see a hockey mask, you automatically think Jason. But I, th- I mean, I think. Look, I think we again we established Michael Myers, Freddy, and Jason. They're just they're the cream of the crop, right? I don't think anybody's created anybody to their level as a fourth it's member. More recognizable. But I think Chucky. I think uh, if I had to decide, and if I had to decide, I'll decide next when we come back. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Again, we're doing this remotely. It's uh, our little Halloween treat here. Uh, hopefully, uh, everyone's checking us out on Facebook and can hear us okay and and uh, all that fun stuff. So um, we were talking the Mount Rushmore of slasher villain, villains, right? I mean, I'm we're talking the best of the best and only the best of the best. We got Hassan in the uh, corner there. Um because he's not on video tonight, uh, I get to dress him up in any which way I want to, which is kind of neat because I get to kind of play a little god, and that's uh, what I always enjoy doing. But, uh, but yeah, so we kind of narrowed it down, right? I, everyone can agree. Um, Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers. I don't think there's any, any doubt about that, right? Like, we know those three iconic, the most iconic slasher film villains. We talked about Pinhead. Pinhead, maybe. But ultimately, we kind of ruled him out. Ghostface... I think there's too much parody that's gone on with Scream. Like the Scream franchise got uh, got parodied into Scary Movie in a way that I think it actually devalued the brand of Ghostface. So it came down to Chucky and to Leatherface. And again, we had a lot of great comments on this. People were going um, nuts on the Facebook feed. Uh, we had a couple that I thought were actually really, really good. Um, but in the end, Hassan, I think... Ultimately, we got to go with Chucky, right? I would agree. I would agree with that. All right, so that's our Mount Rushmore. Yeah, right. If we had to pick our four, that's our fourth. I think Chucky. I, I, I think I, I think you made a strong enough case there, where my brain is leaning toward uh, Leatherface, but. I don't know. I think you. I think you swayed me enough to say, you know what? I think Chucky is is the iconic fourth member of this group. Wait a minute. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. I mean, I know I'm. I'm not going to contradict you because I. I agree. We both agree. But look at it this way. Everybody. I mean, yes, Michael Myers and and Jason are pretty serious, but they've been they've been gimmicked, right? They're very gimmicky. They they started the genre, but they're gimmicked. And so is so is Freddy. Freddy's kind of a gimmick, and so is Chucky. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is kind of it's it's there's nothing really funny about that. They don't really play 
it for any kind of laugh. Whereas if you, you can argue if you watch the uh, Friday the 13th series long enough, it does get played for laughs eventually, and as as well as Michael Myers. And and so Chucky is is, yeah. is good for the humor. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so is Freddy. Yeah, no, I agreed. Agreed. I think I think I think you're right. I think I think that kind of narrows it down. All right, we're gonna move on to the next topic tonight, which I thought was fun. Another fun Halloween theme, and to do that, we need to get you in another costume. We need to get you in a totally new costume right now. All right, so now you're Michael Myers. You're Hassan Michael Myers, which I think is awesome, and I think that's exactly. I just, I'm just gonna keep doing this. I think I'm just gonna keep making new costumes for you. So the next time we do this remotely, you're just gonna look completely different every time. All right, we are gonna talk the top five horror films. Now we're gonna get into the next segment. We're gonna do scary movies as well, right? What's the difference? So you're telling me right now, what's the difference between a scary movie and a horror movie? Okay, so here's my criteria for a horror film, okay? It's not a psychological thriller. Again, this leans more toward, I would say, the slasher variety. There's a creep factor. There's an iconic villain. Um, I want a wide appeal. Um, to the best horror film. You know, like people kind of mentioned Sixth Sense. Now, Sixth Sense might have been a scary movie, and it could be in our scary movie category, but I would never categorize this as horror, okay? It's got to be in the horror genre. Things like The Conjuring I will take. I would accept that as, as something that you could, you, could, you could put in the genre. I would take something like, like we were talking about, Paranormal Activity. Um, the Ring is, is definitely a horror film to me. Um... Now, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be a slasher film, but it has to be horror, okay? If you're horror slash suspense, you're not going to be the number one horror film. You're not even going to be in the top five of horror, okay? Um, so there's a big difference, okay? So does that, I mean, does that make sense to what I'm kind of saying? Yeah. All right. Night, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? It's got to be, which Nightmare on Elm Street makes it or does multiple nightmare on elm streets make it in the top five in your top five what do you think i would say nightmare on elm street three uh dream warrior would make Ooh. it in the top five Lo- love love that choice now uh, the reason i love that choice too is <sighs> while nothing gets me going more than seeing johnny depp sucked into a bed and then spitting a you know, barrel full of blood out into the ceiling. Dream Warriors was pretty effing cool, right? Well, I think I think Dream Warriors actually perfected the genre, the Freddy genre. Whereas, like, they, I mean, look, if you're a stickler like I am, they broke a lot of rules. The first two movies, you know, they broke a lot of their own rules, and the and the first one, though it's classic, it kind of has a raw ending. It did. It, it, it does. It, it, yeah, it definitely broke a lot of rules. No question about it. So, like, the third one, they actually perfected it. So, like, you have to be asleep. You can't get to unless you're asleep. If you're good enough, you can you can do anything in your dreams to protect yourself. But, you know, for the most part, you're still going to get killed. And it it kind of it has a great ending, has a great beginning, has a great ending, has a very strong, the, the, the Freddy mythology is very strong. So I would say it has to be, it's, it's perfected in that one. You know, another thing about that, too, um, and you kind of you kind of touched upon it was the mythology aspect. Um, I love the fact that 
they have to you know bury his bones on sacred ground to kill him there you know to, to to actually eliminate him which was you know i mean it seems cliche now but again back then um you know it's not like we had a huge repertoire of horror films to kind of choose between um so you know what i mean like there's not it, it's something that was kind of new at the time or not new but i mean it, it was almost like an old school um, you know, sitting around the campfire kind of resolution, and I thought that was kind of something that played really, really well. It was definitely innovative. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think that, um, yeah, no, just in general, I thought it was kind of like, okay, that's that's pretty neat. So there's this, there's this dream world struggle versus the real world struggle at the same time, and, and you know, like the father's racing to finish it, so I thought that was actually pretty cool. Where does Friday the 13th rank in this? Because we'll get to Halloween in a second, too. I think Halloween is pretty... Um, I think Halloween actually would be number two on my list, personally. But I want to I talk about Friday the 13th, because Friday the 13th is like the elephant in the room. Uh, because it, it, it just got so absurd. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan. But the first like two or three Friday the 13ths are actually pretty spooky, especially considering the villain in the first one is not even him. It's his mom. I would say the fourth one is my favorite which was ironically called the final chapter. The fourth one is really yeah. good. You, you know, you're right. Refresh everyone about the fourth one right now, though. Um, I think the final chapter was the, I don't know, how do you describe it? It's the first one with Tommy, with, uh, with um, Corey Feldman, that's playing the young boy <laughs> Tommy, who had some kind of strange yeah. relationship with uh, Freddy because he was a little weirdo himself. And... Right, he's a little um, weirdo. Yeah. He, um, and then basically, it was your typical run-of-the-mill Freddy movie. I mean, oh, my God. Just typical run-of-the-mill Jason movie where he's, these kids show up in his cabin. They're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Uh, Freddy, I mean, Jason's there. I don't know why I keep doing that. And then he murders them one by one. But, you know, of course, when we get to the last girl, which is another horror cliche, turns out to be the last girl and her little brother. And her little brother right. is intuitive enough to kind of be Jason at his own game. And so, and that, at the end of the movie, it's implied that Jason was killed, that Tommy actually managed to kill Jason. So, and that's why they called it the final chapter. Unfortunately, um, they didn't want to go into chapter 11, so they decided to make chapter, uh, a fifth one, which which kind of negated the, uh, the, the, the final chapter thing. And, you know, they called it the new beginning, and that's when it starts to go off the rails. But I think part four is the last Friday the 13th with integrity. I think so, too. I, th I think I agree with you on that one as well. Um, all right. We're going to go to commercial because I want to di really dive into this um, a little bit deeper. So we're going to go to commercial. But when we come back, top five horror films, and then we're going to spill into Top five scariest films. See, that's where we kind of break away from the slasher killer, start getting into the real meat. The Here's Johnny when we return. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. 
give me a vote, Bobby. What do you think? Steel or Nick Fury? I'm going. I, I loved Steel growing up. And, All right. and, and I haven't seen it in almost like 15 years. But, you know, things were limited in the 90s. We didn't have many superhero movies to turn to. James <laughs> Quarandango said this is like asking which eye you want poked at. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We're streaming live on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. I know Hassan is a little low on the Facebook feed. That's because we are broadcasting from super secret locations because it's Halloween and we had to take our kids trick-or-treating. We had to do some things on Halloween. We don't always have a show on Halloween, so... Um, but we're braving through it. Um, I just changed costumes. I am now a raging cowboy. Uh, this is also one of my son's Halloween costumes. He was actually a horse today, um, but then he kind of got tired of it, and after two minutes of being a horse, he decided he would rather be a cowboy, and so we managed to find this hat and get him get him going. So we, we, we persevered, much like we're doing now. Now, Hassan, I didn't want to make you I didn't want to make you just a horror guy. So to, right now, you are Batman. So your picture is now you are the Cape Crusader, Batman, Hassan, and we're going to dive into not just the top five scariest films of all time, but we were talking about the top five horror films, you know, horror slash, you know, slasher kind of things. Um, I think the scarier film is a more interesting category, though, because I think a horror genre film, um, we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, we talked about Friday the, th- uh, Friday the 13th Part 4. Do you agree, though, Halloween kind of fits in between there uh, as number two? For horror, just for horror films. Oh, the first Halloween. You think you're asking if that's a horror film? Um, I yes, I would I would call it a horror film. The first Halloween, I would call it a horror. Yeah. Film. Oh yeah. yeah. It gets into slasher territory around the second one when it starts to, like I said, when it starts to become a gimmick, it turns into a slasher film. Yeah, I agree. And you also, you know, uh, and our producer, Sam Leibowitz, tells us we shouldn't agree because it makes for a better show. And I, the funny thing is, we might agree, but the masses out there, it is so divisive a topic. People have just such a, 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 a love of horror. So I'm going to even just say we, we leave it at top three right now. And we, and we, and we do it because it kind of corresponds to the Mount Rushmore. I want to get into the scariest films. We're not even going to do top five. I just want to go into... I mean, we might even end up doing top ten because scary is such a different category. Like that, I think we can both agree, and that's okay, right? Right. So I'm gonna throw this one out. Which here. is, which is, uh, I know, I know that sucks that we agree, but yes, I well, agree with yeah, that. I well, yeah, I know. Let's let me let me let me think about w- one of the creepiest films of all time, The Shining. I mean, where is that on the pantheon of the creepiest, scariest movies you've ever seen? Oh, it's it's in my top five. I think it's the I think it's the third creepiest movie I've ever seen. See, my number one in all this is The Ring. That to me is my favorite. Like that is that was one of the freakiest, scariest movies I have personally ever seen. Like ever seen at all. Like I mean, in there one was it the ring 2002 oh huh 
a, a recent one. Not oh, even yeah. it's not even like an old old school horror film. It's more recent. Now I chimed in. I, I you know I posted this on Facebook. What have you seen? The orphanage by chance? No. Okay, so this is a, this is a Guillermo del Toro film. Uh, my cousin Amanda posted it, and then uh, one of our guests, Alicia Davis, the stunt woman from uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, who we had on the show, she put that in her top five. And then we had a couple other folks put in their top five uh, this particular film, which I thought was interesting because I was like, I've never heard of this before, but it's, I guess it's Guillermo del Toro, and it's The Orphanage. Chime in, because quite frankly, I don't know how scary it is. I haven't seen it, but I'm, putting, I'm kind of putting it on my list right now. Um, yeah, well, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I've never, I've never even heard of it. I've seen, um, I've seen The Devil's Backbone. I've seen Kronos. I've seen some of his other earlier movies, and they are pretty, they are pretty creepy. They are effectively creepy. But yeah. I've never seen The Orphan. The Ring, to me, has that single scene at the end. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a psychological suspense thriller until the very end, when she comes out of the well, and I'm just like... I, I, I think the entire theater lost their S. I lost my S. I'm not going to bing it here because I'm at home and there's kids sleeping. Uh, <laughs> but we lost our poop. Like, everyone just did. Like, it was like, ah! Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've been a part of that I, I, in a long time. Uh, no, I, I was effectively I was effectively freaked out by that. It was not... It didn't get into my top five, but it does... The, the ring is not a settling... It's not a very... It's, it's, it's not a, a easy movie to get through. It really isn't. Um, and I, 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 you know, my favorite story about The Ring is that I thought the entire concept was bull. Because I'm like, if there's a videotape that says it's going to kill you in seven days, you wouldn't watch it. That's just nonsense. And then I bought the DVD, and on the menu of the DVD, there's a little, there's a little caption that says, don't watch this. And that's the first thing I clicked on. So, obviously... <laughs> so you you outproved yeah you you proved the concept right away like but that's like a that's like a car wreck it's like don't look at this uh, I can't help it or, or or like on that Buffy episode where Buffy can read minds and Giles is like whatever you do just don't think of the things you want her to know or don't want her to know because it's the first thing you're gonna think of and it's like it's it's human reaction all right it's flashing on the screen right now as I'm talking where do you rank the Blair Witch Project? That doesn't get on my list. It's a it's an effectively creepy movie, but it's not it's not in my top five. It's a, it, it would probably be in the top ten, of which it would probably be maybe nine, but it wouldn't be in my top five. But I do think it's an effective movie for what it is. Where do you rank it? Uh, it's up there for me because I think it's so innovative, though. Too at the same time, like kind of talking again along those lines of the ring. Like to me. People brought up The Grudge with Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, and I thought that was like kind of like, okay, you know, it was almost kind of capitalizing on what The Ring had kind of done, and I'm not even talking about The Ring sequels, because they were kind of, you know, they were pure garbage, um, you know, but to me, The Grudge was just, okay, let's take a Japanese horror film, let's remake it, let's give it a, it, give it the creep, and, and kind of be done with it at that point, um, Blair Witch, when it first came out, though, I mean, that had people leaving the theater because they didn't know if this was actual footage they were really watching, uh, and, and they were they were actually sufficiently creeped out by it. And, and I was, I, I thought it was one of the single most disturbing films that I had seen, even knowing it was a film I knew it wasn't real, and I was still like, oh, but in a good way, not like in a disgusted way. 
Okay, it was. Look, I, I I'll give it to you. It's a great movie. It really is a great movie. It's just that it, it falls into my category of it's not scary because I would never be in this situation kind of thing. Um, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Hassan in the woods. Hassan in the woods just not happening. <laughs> no, no Hassan in the woods. Yeah, where I disproved my theory with the ring, I totally, I totally, you know, I totally negated my logic with the ring because I, I totally fell for it. Um, the Blair Witch Project, I always thought, you know, someone would come to me and say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make a documentary about this witch. And I'm like, yeah, great. So we want you to do the sound for it. Like, yeah, great. That's a great idea. What are we going to do? Okay, we're going to go to Maryland. We're going to interview a lot of people. Okay, awesome. And then we're going to sleep out in the woods where all the murders happen. Um, okay, so I'll be at the hotel. <laughs> you guys go do that. I'll be mixing the sound at the hotel. I am not sleeping in the woods where the actual murders happen. So that was the only reason why I'm like, well, this would never happen to me. This is scary, but I would never be in this situation because I would just not do that. Where, where do you put... Um, like the Conjuring and Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity had some of the, like just the most shocking, like jolting um, scenes in it that kind of got me. Uh, it, 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 again, I I, I kind of use the for anybody who watches the show or listens to the show uh, regular. I call it like the wedding crasher effect. Like the first time I see it, it's like just unbelievable. Um, unbelievably shocking, uh, but it doesn't necessarily. Like, the next time I see it, it's it's kind of like that. It's like that laugh out loud comedy where I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen when I see it, and then if I try to see it again, I'm kind of like, all right, this is good, but I know it's coming, so I'm kind of like not as into it as I as I as I was. But uh, what about you? Uh, Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, are they in that in that list that list that list anywhere? Anywhere. Conjuring, I never really saw. I've never seen them because they're they're typical like ghost movies. Now, look, I find ghost stories effective. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not happy about ghosts. I don't I'm not into ghosts at all. So I didn't I didn't really go near that movie um, for 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 personal purposes. So I cannot judge it. Um, my my take on Paranormal Activity the first time I saw it. I made a Facebook post about it, and I said that the movie was racist. So. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Well, because I, uh, as I put it, I know a lot of white people, and none of them are that stupid. So I thought the movie was racist against white people. It was, I mean, come on. You're going to get this thing. You're going you're gonna to be told that there's some kind of it's abnormal psych- psychic energy in your house. That's not that's 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 conjuring weird things. You're gonna bring a medium in, and the medium's gonna be like, "Oh, I got I gotta get out of here. This place sucks. You know, don't stay here." <laughs> out the door, and then you and then you you get a Ouija board. You start messing with the spirit. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's one take. <laughs> I mean, it it. It did spawn all these other sequels, so I mean, I guess there had to be some sort of believability factor to it. No, it's, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for defending white people. That's nice. I'll, I'll click off the, uh, I'll, I'll click off the, uh, the, the graphics and, and hi, 
I, I look whiter than white right now because I got my little cowboy hat, which actually looks like a farmer's hat because it's meant for. Actually, I think it's a, supposed to be a sexy farmer's hat that my wife was going to wear, but we 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 commandeered it for our son, which makes us sound like terrible parents. But uh, no, uh, well, thank you. Uh, but no, I, I actually was I was I, I bought into the reality. I there wasn't a part of me that was like this doesn't seem believable to me. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, let me ask you real quick because we're we're actually kind of bumping up again. You know. I, that's the fun thing about these topics, too. I mean, we could literally uh, just riff for three hours. We, we're not going to do that because I want to go to bed. Uh, but we could literally riff about just the, the horror, scary genre. It speaks to – I mean, it also kind of speaks to how, how like big like Halloween in general has gotten. Just people love being scared, which is, which is kind of – like counterintuitive if you think about it, right? I mean, my, my son loves being like tickled. He loves it. I'm always sitting there going like, you know, but, but to the point where he can't move. And it's like we as adults kind of are like that with horror, you know, like we like being like scared. It's weird. I, I'm not sure. But all right, let me ask you this question before we go to break. Where do the Saw movies fit in? And then when we come back from break, I want to know your top five completely. But uh, where do the Saw movies fit in? Um, I think the the first Saw movie and maybe the second one are are would be on my top ten. They would not be in my top five, but they're you know, again they're they're they are effectively horror, you know, and they and they they do they do do the the one thing that I really like is they play on your they play against your expectations, and they play on your you know your your notions of self like you know how much how 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 far would you betray yourself to save your own life. Which is basically mm-hmm. the premise of Saw. So, um, I, I think I think they work. They're in my top ten. They're not in my top five, but they're in that top ten. They're effective horror movies. I feel like you had a lot of top tens, like to the point where I think you have like twenty in your top ten. Um, I'm gonna give you my my top five real quick, and then when we come back, I want to get yours. I, I told you Ring was number one for me. Uh, I love the Blair Witch Project. I think that's right up in there as well, too, as number two. Uh, I'm going to put The Shining in number three. I think that's just, just a, a devilishly creepy movie. Um, for for nostalgia's, state, nostalgia's sake, I think Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is a better movie. Nightmare on Elm Street 1 freaked me the hell out, though. And, uh, and to round it out, I'm going to go with the first Saw. Um, because I love, I just love the twist ending to it, and I think it's something that 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 you know just just kind of he- you know held me spellbound throughout. All right, when we come back, Hassan gives me his top five, and then we go spookily spinning the racks. Can a man actually get up with any kind of macho manliness and say Twilight was a good film franchise and or movie? That's like the guy <laughs> wearing the pink shirt, right? Like yeah, he, he but, feels completely confident. But in, men can <laughs> rock the pink. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sam, audience, Sam the engineer is Sam, wearing pink. Right I just pulled a Hassan. <laughs> the Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture. In honor of Halloween, we are doing our very special Halloween 
um, spectacular, I guess is the best way to do it. We're broadcasting on Halloween day, so why not? I'm dressed in costume. Yeah, I know the hat doesn't really look like a costume, but that's as best as I could do. Uh, I, <laughs> I would say at short notice, even though we've known for 364 days that Halloween was coming, so I guess I have no real excuse. All right, we were talking scariest movies of all time. My man Hassan, who is coming to us from an undisclosed location, I dressed him up in costume. Um, if you if you missed it, he was he was Jason. Uh, then he was Michael Myers. And then he was Batman on the Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire feed. Uh, YouTube.com, same thing as well, too. I want to know your list, my man. Give me your top five before we go spinning the racks. Um, okay. My uh, number five is, uh, we, we, we spoke about it, uh, Friday 13, part four. My number four is Nightmare on Elm Street, part three. My number three is The Silence of the Lamb, which ooh, we could we could argue is there isn't I think it's a damn creepy horror movie personally. Yeah. Um, my number two is the thing, John Carpenter's the thing. Oh, yeah. okay. And my number one is the original uh, George Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. And argue those are all amazing choices. To be honest with you, um, argue and, and the honorary mention is uh, seven. Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman. But <sighs> Scariest? Really? Yeah. I'd have more I'd look I, I could argue I can I could believe your argument on Silence of the Lambs being a horror movie. I really can. Seven to me is more of a mystery, like a horror mystery. It's not even horror or it's and again we're not talking about horror films, but like it it, it was a mystery I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I got to be honest. I was on board with everything except that. All right. Well, it wasn't on my top five, so I mean, <laughs> it didn't actually make my list. But it, it would it would have if the if the list was a little longer. This is true. Well, you also had like twenty top fives, so uh, that's good. All right, we're gonna do this special Halloween style. We do this every. Um, week we go spinning the racks but this today it's a special one it's a spooky one bringing you the most fantastical pop culture news around it just it, it just works and uh last but not least we're gonna dress you up as spider-man when we do this yeah son spider-man all right halloween can't be killed it's already the biggest film in franchise history that is correct the new halloween um which is just it's just killing it at the box office right now so this is coming from usa today um michael myers or is it jamie lee curtis can't be stopped all right it's michael myers it's, it's halloween but it's good halloween it's a really good halloween it's both of them halloween dominated the north american box office for the second straight weekend carving up an estimated 32 million in ticket sales the top four films were unchanged uh as hollywood left halloween to dominate the pre-trick-or-treating weekend so this came up right before this coming weekend so in two weekends the new halloween has made 126.7 million in ticket sales plus another 45 million in international sales. It's already the biggest film in franchise history and one of the highest grossing slasher films of all time. Uh, the latest installment, directed by David Gordon Green, um, slid a relatively modest 58% uh, 
from its debut. Uh, let me throw this out to you, Hassan. Do you know who the writer of the new Halloween movie is? I do not, actually. Do you want your mind blown? The writer. It was me. No, it wasn't me. Uh, it was Danny McBride. Danny McBride is the writer slash co-writer. Um, I think he's the premier uh, writer. Yes, Danny McBride from the uh, Tropic Thunder movies, from This is the End, uh, from the HBO show, which for some reason I can't think of right off the top of my head, the Vice Principal show, Danny McBride. That Danny McBride. Is it that Danny McBride? Because there is another Danny McBride Mullet. in Hollywood. Mullet, Mullet, Wild, Danny McBride with the mustache, Vice Principals, Danny McBride. The guy from Eastbound and Down. That was the show I was thinking of. He was in Vice Principals, but Eastbound and Down, that was the one I was thinking of. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> okay, well, that's fantastic. That guy's good, then. Well, he was just in the covenant, though. He was in... in um, he is, I guess, oh, trying to make a jump to uh, genres because he is in he is in the what's his name uh, Ridley Scott's last Alien movie, and he played yeah. a pretty straight character. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty amazing um, that he's the writer. Well, good for him, and and looks like things are going well. Uh, this one I thought you would really appreciate. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. We're going to find out. Woman who had sex with 20 ghosts now engaged to a spirit. Yes, this is exact. I, I don't think there's anything else I can say about this. Hopefully she doesn't get ghosted. Uh, this is coming from New York Post. A British woman who claims she has slept with at least 20 ghosts now says she's engaged to a poltergeist. Oh, we didn't talk about poltergeist. Where's poltergeist rank in your, in your horror films? Uh, it would be it would be in the top ten. It would be probably six or seven. It's a, it's a, the first one, only the first one. Do you know what one of my favorites? This is one of my favorites that um really should not grace any top thirty list, but is still like near and dear to me. House. Did you ever see House? Yeah, I remember House. I have a strange that relationship with House. Vietnam and stuff like that in the house. Yeah. And you have to, like, fight William Cat. Like, I love that freaking movie. William Cat and Richard Maul. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a... I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I remember that movie was... It was funny. It was very disarming because it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. And then it wasn't. <laughs> it stopped being funny somewhere somewhere in the middle. And then it turned into a, like a serious horror movie, and that was kind of messed up. I wasn't ready for yeah. that when I was a kid. No, I, I agree, but I, but I, for some reason, near and dear. All right, back to this woman who's banging tons of ghosts, like she gets around here in December. Am- Amethyst Realm, to- Realm told, boy, I can't speak. Told British TV show ITV this morning that she cheated on her fiance with a ghost and has since gone on to have supernatural affairs with at least twenty paranormal beings. Well, now she says she's found true love with an apparition. Uh, Realm said the ghost asked her to get married during a trip to celebrate their nine-month relationship. There was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. But for the first time, I heard him speak. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful, deep, sexy, and real. Hassan, that's what I think of every time I hear you talk, period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. That's fair, thanks. 
thanks a lot. That's, that's, um, that's as good as it gets, right? Look, man, mental mental illness is a is a is a big problem in our in our society. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spooky spinning the racks. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed our show. I hope the sound quality was good. I hope uh, you had a great Halloween. I hope you're like dining on uh, chocolate and candy and having a great time. Next week, we're both back in studio and we are both going to tackle the final phase of 2018 comic book movies. We've got two big ones coming up. We got Aquaman and we've got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse coming up. Uh, we've also got a handful of just awesome things to do. We got Travis from Source Point Press, the publisher of Source Point Press is going to be our guest next week. Uh, that's pretty much it. We are signing off. You're listening.